0: Hi everyone and welcome back to Into the Void, I'm your host Ant Insuli and you join me today for episode number seven of my new show in which I share weekly updates of my streams of consciousness and my musings. So thank you all for tuning in today, Um, I hope you are all doing well as always and managing to thrive uh, and survive. during these rather strange and extraordinary times because sometimes um, that's what it can feel like it's just about getting through the day basically with <laughs> the craziness that we um, often have to deal with anyway onwards and upwards um, I'm going to begin today's um, particular episode um, by picking up on some of the news that I do from time to time and of course um, this week uh, the last few days we've had the latest episode, <laughs> the latest instalment of the Trump soap, soap opera. So, I believe this is now the third time that Trump's been inci- in, indicted. Sorry, on some kind of spurious charge, no doubt. Perhaps, perhaps he's uh, wearing the wrong kind of uh, underpants or the the wrong kind of uh, underwear. I I really don't know. But anyway, um, the reason why I'm talking about Trump again um is just to sort of um get my point across in terms of why why is it that the political establishment, why is it that the media, why are they still gunning for this guy? why do they want to um why do they want him removed? why do they want him redacted um, from history? what is it about what is it about Trump and I know this has been spoken about endlessly but I think sometimes it's important um, to remind ourselves or remind you guys of my perspective on this obviously as a UK citizen have maybe perhaps a slightly different perspective than uh, US citizens who might be listening so from my perspective anyway um, I think it has nothing to do with his policies nothing to do with the fact that he's seen as this sort of populist figure who can um who has the ability to tune into the the sort of the zeitgeist of the moment uh, and um tune into into the voters disquiet about things like um the whole woke issue or immigration or the economy or yada yada, yada whatever it might be i think it basically it comes down to this point that Trump brilliantly and I think this is you know what his main purpose is and I don't think he's aware of this but his main purpose from my perspective is that he basically exposes the lie or the fiction if you prefer to call it that the lie or the fiction at the heart of western liberal democracy The, the lie at the heart of politics that it's some sort of um, civilizing force um, that um, it kind of constitutes our best way of changing society to make it more equal to make it more fair and as we know what really exists beyond the uh, the mirage of respectability um, is, is the law of the jungle uh, which we've seen um, repeatedly since the Second World War where uh, uh, Western powers have uh, invaded uh, countries at will and basically stolen their resources uh, under always under false pretext of course because <laughs> you can't admit to the people um, you know, the, the truth it's always about bringing freedom and democracy to these various countries and as we know it often involves uh, extortion racketeering uh, criminality, which um, John Perkins spoke about in, in his book, The Diary of an Economic Hitman. So I think, yeah, it, this is why Trump um, has always been hated so much because he speaks his mind. Um, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't follow the line on the globalist line on political correctness. Now, as I said before, does he is he aware that he's doing this? No, he's he's just a very outspoken, verbose kind of egotistical uh, character. But you know, at the at the at the core of it, he brilliantly exposes the lie that we live in the Western world due to Western liberal democracy, a particular model of democracy or representative democracy, slightly different in the U.S. of course. Um, he exposes that lie he he, um, it's beyond the spin and the presentation of politics he just reveals it for what it is as I was saying the law of the jungle and the um, you know the law of of power whoever has power has control and it's all just a fiction on the movie screen that's why they hate him especially the mainstream journalists because he exposes the fallacy or the fallacious the word? Fallacious? Not sure. <laughs> uh, the fallacious nature of uh, of journalism. He exposes. That's why they—they they, um, that's why they hate him with with such a passion. But God knows uh, how long this is going to be going on for these series of indictments. I mean, everyone's bored of it. Everyone's tired of it. I don't know why they don't just leave the guy along, alone obviously they're going to do everything the political establishment everything in their power to prevent him from running um so again it's a kind of like watch this space really but it is just getting um it's getting rather tiresome and and boring now and i think even those who um have suffered from trump derangement syndrome <laughs> orange man bad i think probably they've even moved on to something else now maybe obsessing about climate change so they're probably bored as well so it is it really is uh just quite ridiculous anyway i thought i would just um mentioned that this week on my little news update so moving on uh another regular feature that i often speak about on into the void as you know is just bringing up what i call the truth for trap or truth of delusions and this is some of the um, some of the uh, traps to look out for on the path of awakening when we begin to look at the world and the true horror of the situation in terms of um, the manipulation and the criminality that's going on we're all well aware of it by now of course i'm sure but what i want to talk about in this particular segment on into the void is this idea that has gained or does have quite a big following in the truther uh, uh world, the alt media scene and that's, this is the idea that they're all in it together as the uh, brilliant comic the late george carling said there's one big club and you're not invited I forget forgive me if i got that wrong i'm probably paraphrasing his words but you understand uh, the inference of what he was saying there and there's this there's this kind of notion uh, this particular point of view held within the alternative sphere that the financial, corporate, political elites and um, all the different nations although they may appear on the surface at least to be like the, uh, Russia and the West they may appear to be in opposition they are in reality all in bed together and it is just one big club and one of the examples they will cite will say well you see um putin he's he's in on it all because he didn't oppose the covid psyop the pandemic and um the russian military are, are killing white christian males in ukraine as we speak so therefore that proves that putin he's he's just part of he's just part of the, the tribe and basically he's been seen at WEF meetings, World Economic Forum meetings, you know, shaking the hands of the usual suspects like Klaus Schwab and George Soros, no doubt. He must be about a 100 by now. God knows how that guy is still alive. Perhaps like a, the, the late Prince Philip, he's probably just had, um, you know, uh, numerous blood infusions and, and numerous heart transplants who knows what's going on there but it's all very very strange so th- this kind of idea that they're all in it together is is further given credence. these people say by the fact that recently it's been announced I believe in Russia that they want to um, introduce some kind of you know uh, surveillance system some sort of biometric um, system. And again, this points to the fact that Putin and Russia, they're all in on it and it's one big club. Now, I just want to say that I I believe that this is a mistake. I think this is a big mistake and it's a very disempowering mistake to believe that all nations and all power structures, there's just one kind of monolithic structure. Do. do financial elites have common um, interests, common goals? Of course they do. Do the billionaires, therefore by extension, do billionaires and trillionaires and corporate and media m- moguls, do they have um, similar interests? Of course they do. Yes, of course they do. Does that does that mean that there's some one big, just because they uh, attend the same uh, meetings, does that mean that there's just one big club that they're all part of? No, it doesn't. And I would just cite an example. So we have the BRICS nations, which is the initials of um, the five kind of breakaway nations, if you will. Brazil, Russia, India, China and South Korea. So that's obviously um, well over two billion um, citizens of those particular countries. And it's becoming a more and more (laughs) increasingly powerful trading bloc that is um in in set to in op- be in opposition to sort of western imperialist model and i believe that um at the core of BRICS, if you like there is an attempt there is an attempt to try and instigate um, a more fairer uh form of global um capitalism if you were a, a fairer system of trading so we don't have this continuance of what um, John Perkins spoke about in his book um, The Diary of an Economic Hitman this idea of of course the law of the jungle and more commonly known as as gangster capitalism but they're still the BRICS nations it's not like they're not they're not doing this because they're virtuous because the governments of these five countries are virtuous of course they're not Um, countries like Brazil, Russia, India, China and South Korea, are are these governments any more noble and virtuous than uh, Western governments? No, I don't think they are. Excuse the wind getting up here, you probably hear it on the audio. Um, It's quite windy today unfortunately. Um, Anyway, back to my point. Does that mean they're part of one big club, along with Western nations? No, it doesn't. What, what, what it means, we've, and we're hearing about BRICS wanting to potentially form its own currency, uh, a gold-backed currency, but by the same token, they can see through, they can see that the Western kind of liberal democratic, in inverted commas, they can see that that model is broken. They can see that it's completely broken, especially in more recent years with this whole kind of drive towards woke ideology or wokeism, if you like. And they can see also that this drive towards zero carbon neutral policies is also a disaster and it could well lead to the collapse of Western liberal democracies. And these nations, because all nations, all state and government are driven by self-interest. Just because they want to break away from the Western liberal democratic model doesn't mean they're good and doesn't mean they're virtuous. But by the same token, it doesn't mean they're part of uh, this one big club. So it's just that they can see, to put it crudely, the writing on the wall and that uh, a lot of Western nations seem to be driven by this almost psychotic uh, ideology and, and they almost as if they want to destroy their countries and these nations the BRICS nations I believe they don't want to have anything to do to do with that but I think the other issue to talk about here in terms of those who kind of think in the alt media that all countries across the world they're all they're all in it together and it's all just it's all just a con to believe there are any variants or there are any difference I think that's a very it's a very kind of defeatist world view to have. And I hopefully I've just pointed out some of the reasons why I believe it isn't the case. But it's also it's another example of whereby some of these kind of truth and norms, they are lacking nuanced thinking, they are they are very much kind of driven by a religious mindset of either or um you know you're either in the club or you're not um do i think that you know do i think that the whole bricks nation nation sorry do i think their alternative system i mean i don't think it's going to bring about some sort of um economic revolution they still believe in the system of trade but you know hopefully it will mean we'll have some sort of hopefully mean it will mean that there is uh less war and there'll be less um, kind of abuse of nations who are unable to defend themselves. I mean, in recent decades, that's why, uh, because we live in a system of gam- gangster capitalism and the law of the jungle, that's why nations like Iran have been increasingly arming themselves with more sophisticated, sophisticated sorry, weaponry uh, and as more sophisticated uh, military an army. And they've looked, they've sought to have alliances with countries uh, like Russia, because they know ultimately, if they can get to a level of military sophistication where they can do damage to their neighbor uh, Israel, then the West will not uh, invade and try to steal all their resources. I don't put this in a very kind of crude, unsophisticated way. Sometimes that's quite an easy way of 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 making of, of making the point. And you know, at at the end of the. At the end of the day, uh, governments, uh, state power, their main concern is how to control um, their populations so they don't rise up. So perhaps that's why there are plans for a, a biometric um, uh, system um, within Russia. But by the same token, I do think that countries as well like uh, Hungary, who have no truck with the whole trans rights, woke ideology thing, who try and promote more kind of sort of Christian family values, if you will, they still cherish the family. I'm, a, I'm aware of all the problems that come, you know, with the, the nuclear family, but that's still better than promoting uh, dubious uh, minority rights, shall we say. So I do think in that kind of regard, um, you know, perhaps these nations are a little bit progressive in the right kind of way, in the right kind of use of the word progressive. But by the same token, a lot of Eastern Europe is quite chauvinistic. So perhaps um, there is some kind of toxic masculinity going on. But again, the reason why I'm, I'm raising these points here, going off the beam a little bit, forgive me, is that there is there is no ideal, just because I'm saying that they're they're not all in it together, some of the reasons that I've cited that doesn't mean that there is some sort of uh, some nations that are striving towards uh, a utopia because as I was saying state centralized power is by its nature manipulative and does seek to manipulate um, the population of course so that's just something um, that I've uh, wanted to share something that I've been um thinking about this idea in terms of truther delusions or the truther trap if you like. So on the whole uh theme of alt media and <laughs> conspiracy excuse me, sorry, and uh, the truther world, um I just want to talk about now, just moving on. Um we hear a lot and I use the word rabbit hole or I use the phrase conspiracy rabbit hole. Um it's one of those uh words, phrases, memes, if you like, if you prefer, that is shared a lot. But what does it actually mean? So in the next few minutes of today's show, I want to share from my own experience what I believe it what I believe it to mean. So I know there's also this aspect that's come to light in recent years, also it encompasses uh what it means to fall down a conspiracy rabbit hole or, or a rabbit hole and that's to to be black peeled uh, and that's when we might fall into despair or or hopelessness or or paranoia when we perhaps believe that they're all in it together that there is a, a global conspiracy uh, that all nations in the world are part of um but where I would differ from a lot of this sort of understanding of conspiracy rabbit hole i don't think um it necessarily has to be a kind of negative process or a destructive process or something whereby you know we land up in a in a psych ward um it, 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 i mean when i went through uh falling down many conspiracy rabbit holes that was partly because of my own character my own personality i have a very very addictive type of personality and that means that you know once i uh focus my attention on something and in this instance it was you know looking at how the world really works and looking at how humanity is manipulated i was a bit like a excuse the cliche i was a bit like a a a dog with a bone now as we know that's um That's a sphere of life or an aspect of life that if you have an addictive type of personality, you know, it's not good because there's a lot of um, sort of material within the alternative sphere that I was absorbing that isn't particularly grounded. I'm not saying it's all wrong. I'm not saying that it's um, disinformation. A lot of it is probably misinformation, you know, it's put out there not deliberately to confuse people but i believe um just to make my point i believe that falling down a conspiracy rabbit hole um i believe that it can be a a very transformative process as i've spoken about before on my sister show discerning consciousness podcast and it, and it was for me it was a very sort of alchemical a classically sort of uh, a shamanic process in it it was about transformation uh, like a, um, a shamanic um a shamanic death if you like and um so it was positive obviously at the time it it felt um it felt quite negative another aspect i think of that's important from my perspective to share about falling down a conspiracy rabbit hole where it can be uh a positive um a positive thing to do if you like or a positive perhaps i should say cause to follow is I believe that true objective journalism, journal, what journalism like used to be like until about a few decades ago, um, where perhaps like in the movie, as I've spoken about before, Dark Waters and the whole uh, DuPont scandal, poisoning of a water supply, which was affecting a farmer and his family they were slowly being poisoned and it was this chemical plant that was poisoning the water now the guy involved in this the the lead character who was doing the investigation one could say that he was falling down a rabbit hole a conspiracy type rabbit hole because he was in in you know investigating the non public uh, policy shall we say of the dupont organization at the time and there's one, I remember one great scene from the movie where he's got boxes and boxes of files that he's, he's having to go through. And it literally took years, it took him years to prepare the court case, to bring, to bring the court case, which he won, actually, which was amazing. Sorry, spoiler alert there if you haven't seen the movie, forgive me. Uh, and, and in which, you know, he was speaking truth to power. But one could say that in his process of going down a conspiracy rabbit hole, you know it was very intense it did have an, a, an effect on his marriage uh, his marriage didn't break up he had a you know a very loving wife who supported him through the process but there was something very very um intense about it i mean it did have um a positive outcome of course as i just said but what we need to check is um if we do find ourselves falling down a conspiracy type rabbit hole is to check in what are our motivations to do this now in this instance uh, the lead character in Dark Waters movie Dark Waters I believe that you know he wasn't driven by his emotional or psychological baggage he was um, driven by a very sincere quest to bring truth and justice to bring light shall we say to this issue to bring divine truth so sometimes intensity if we fall down a rabbit hole a conspiracy rabbit hole that intensity can can be driven by um, a noble or sincere motivation but sometimes um, if we're not grounded um, it can be driven by the need to be proven right about a specific issue so it might be that we focus on a specific event that's happened in history and we're driven uh, due to you know unconscious unhealed uh, childhood wounding we need to we need to find the most extreme version of events that happened and that's the only thing that's really going to prove us right that's the only thing that's going to really you know quill our desire to be proven right um, and that's why we always need to be um, we need to we need we do need to we do need to check in with ourselves as to what Uh, our motivation is I was just saying and something else that came to me this week and um, I'm not sure if this is why it's called a rabbit hole a conspiracy rabbit hole obviously it comes from uh, um, the adventures of Alice in Wonderland of course that's where commonly uh, we've heard uh, the kind of cultural reference of uh, you know falling down the rabbit hole because Alice falls down the rabbit hole and of course everything is turned upside down her, her her reality, uh, as she knew it is it, no longer exists. And, of course, that is another aspect when we lose ourselves down rabbit holes. If we're on this kind of quest, I believe that the aspect of... I know it's because she was chasing the rabbit down the rabbit hole, but there's also, I believe, this sort of uh, aspect of... If you think of greyhound racing... Um, they're kind of chasing the hare, and it's not a rabbit, but it's like a rabbit. <laughs> they're chasing the hare, and you see them running around the track. And well, obviously, it's not a real hare, um, but it, they are—they're absolutely fixated on chasing that hare, chasing the rabbit. And that's—that's what—that's what can happen. I know that was what was the case for me. I was this real kind of deep. Um, need to find out the truth of what actually happened and in my case it was 7-7 and 9-11 it was went on for quite a few months or quite a few years day-to-day kind of um this quest went on and i was a bit like a you know a greyhound on the ra- on the racetrack chasing the hare. nothing else you know nothing else mattered at that time so that's what just a very brief because i could talk about this for a long time of course um, that's just uh, kind of like a brief uh, explanation or definition, because uh, of of what conspiracy rabbit hole um, means, because uh, we do hear it spoken about quite a lot. Usually, obviously, in the mainstream, in, in a in a in a derogatory light. And I thought it was just quite interesting to share what it means in a sort of very quick uh, quick definition, really. And something else that's been on my mind just moving on now this week is as we know, there's a certain uh, type of conditions that are on this planet right now. Uh, there are energetic shifts, there are energetic changes happening, and that's affecting human behavior, it's affecting our psychology. Then you've also got things like the greater intensity of the Schumann residence of course and we've got different planetary cycles the Kali Yuga etc etc we're all well aware of um, what's actually going on now in regard to these current conditions on the planet I don't believe that there there are many people really who have much of a comprehension or much comprehension of, of what's actually going on perhaps we have you know a little bit more than people who Take who you know don't concern themselves and are only really concerned with material reality, nothing wrong with that, and working and providing for their families and their leisure and hobby pursuits, as I say, there's nothing wrong with that. And they might be they might be uh, they might have a re- they might uh, they might be religious or they might not, but they certainly wouldn't look at uh, you know non worldly, non materialist th- things and um, it got me thinking so for those of us who are interested in such things and who are interested in things like cosmology and the future direction of the planet and humanity and how things might progress and change uh, you know for those of us who are interested in in that it's almost like we do have a little bit of a heads up we do have a little bit of an understanding of how things might progress and and when things rise in the media we can we can we can we can find the wheat from we consult sorry the wheat from the chaff, and we can go oh, I see what's going on here so for example this week something else uh, the news we had the singer Lizzo I think that's her name I've never heard of her but apparently she's an American lady who champions the rights of overweight women or something like that but anyway it came to light that um, a, lo- uh, a few of her, her um, dancers were coming out and saying oh apparently she isn't a very pleasant person and they've been accusing her of abuse uh, and, and all the rest of it now of course this is another example of the whole woke phenomena uh, which i've spoken about a lot recently whereby it's just devouring itself you know if you build a world on Fake virtue and whereby certain groups within society, certain minority groups, you can't criticize or you can't uh, question their character for fear, for for fear of being called uh, a right wing extremist. Then these things, you know, are are going to come to light, and uh, these obvious uh, obvious contradictions, these uh, you know obvious um, sort of way in which society is being steered in a in a very uh, authoritarian direction, whereby we can't you know, speak our mind to obvious lies and contradictions. Again, with this singer Lizzo, who I had not even heard of, to be honest. I think I'd saw her at Glastonbury, but I didn't know who she was. Anyway, not physically visiting Glastonbury, but uh, to see it on the TV. So yeah, again, it just exposes exposes this lie and 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 the fact that you know whatever minority group that you might be part of you're still a human being so you still have your vices you still have you still have your weaknesses and that means you know you shouldn't be you shouldn't be beyond uh criticism you should be judged by the contents of your character but anyway so those of us the reason why i just mentioned that those of us who can see around the corner somewhat excuse me and do have an idea of the bigger picture uh, and can sort of project how things might go in the future and can see things beyond a surface level. I believe that this kind of relates to... They, people like that tend to be quite meek and it brought to mind uh, a Bible quote. Um, I don't normally read the Bible. I wasn't reading the Bible at the moment. Um, we did study it a little bit when I was at school. Uh, as I said, a few weeks ago, I was brought up a Catholic. I haven't um looked at the Bible in years, but anyway, this quote came to me uh I believe it's from matthew uh, uh blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth and just a quote from a very quick internet search um that common the common understanding of of this biblical quote about the meek inheriting the earth is that those who forego worldly power will be rewarded in the kingdom of heaven. And of course, from a more sort of esoteric understanding, one would conclude, because uh, of course the Bible, um, a lot of it is allegorical and metaphorical, of course, and that's talking about not the kingdom of heaven in the sky, uh, the kingdom of heaven within. Now, the reason why I'm, um, the reason why I'm raising this, or sorry, speaking to this quote, "Blessed are the meek," is because I think people generally who would be described as meek um, I would put them in the category perhaps myself of like Colin Wilson's the outsider those who found it difficult to thrive uh, within society have always felt uh, misunderstood Uh, and also um, I've always had a concept that there's something wrong with the world you know like neo in the matrix, a splinter, you know the old splinter in the mind, and we've had to we've had to live our lives up until this point, sort of like um with an it can be um like a burden in a sense of knowing that there's something bigger going on, knowing that there's something extraordinary in existence, but you can't speak to it and and alongside this kind of aspect of being the outsider it's having to sort of shrink down that core of who and what you are you can't really give true expression this is something I've found give true expression to who who and what you are because of being sort of very sensitive as well and I I believe for people who are and when I say meek I don't mean sort of I'm not trying to say like meek in a religious sense but I'm kind of for the reasons that I'm speaking about Um, I think they are people that tend to sort of um, not to want to raise their head above the parapet to to keep themselves to themselves but they are as I'm saying they are tend to be people who have a level of understanding uh, about the world that goes beyond obviously um, norms mainstream narratives which means they found it difficult to cope with life because often they've gone against being the outsider. They've gone against the rules of the game. They haven't conformed to the norms within society. And and furthermore, they can often be seen as troublemakers um, because, you know, they just don't play the game, so to speak. So I think that people like this, who I believe generally are quite meek, when I say meek, I don't mean weak (laughs) or passive or kind of like, The idea of being a a stupid a a stupid saint because to be meek is actually uh, an expression of um can be an expression of strength but what i think is the meek in this context of what i'm talking about actually now i believe are going to be coming into their own now as we move forward into this new era that we're going through i think they will experience um greater Insight into themselves and others and the world, I believe that they will be able to access their inner creative core with much, much more ease. They will experience greater calm as well because they have an understanding of the significance of the energetic and vibrational changes uh, on the planet. So, in a way, it's not like a system of reward, but it it's almost like, um, put it in a kind of very everyday language, but it's almost like a payback for all those years of struggle and heartache, because it, it, we're coming into a time now, we're right, really coming into the core of it, where um, there is this reward for for having been meek. There is this idea of an inner sense of calm and tranquility as the outer outer world goes to shit for want of a for one of another phrase as everything begins to fall apart for those who for those who don't have an understanding of what's happening it's going to be extremely difficult it's going to be because there's no there's no reference point there's no oh we'll, we'll get through this kind of thing but whereas with those who are, who are meek they can in some sort of sense they can project into the future as i was saying just before and they can they can have a a framework of uh, a framework of explanation for what the bigger game is the grand plan if you will the planetary cosmic transformation and planet earth's role um within all of that and and there is um there is a lot of there is a lot of um comfort from that so whereas once to be seen as someone who's kind of very meek within a day-to-day normal mainstream society that would be seen as uh, a trait that's negative whereas going forward I think that's the way in which the meek are going to be rewarded not with, every, you know, not with riches from heaven but from just inner knowing, an inner knowing and inner equanimity. Uh, or, or there, there's kind of like power in knowing isn't there there's a, a power in knowing uh, and perhaps like it's the moment that those who, who are quite meek the moment they've been waiting for um, since they incarnate on, on this on this planet and it could be a time for the meek it could be a time for them to arise from the shadows uh, and just to be an example to the, to the rest of the world again is something that I've spoken about in the past, just through our own energetic presence. And I know there's those who go a little bit further in the kind of, um, you know, the sort of uh, new age uh, truth has seen, the likes of Laurie Ladd, who I follow, who say, and um, people of her ilk or people who share her understanding of what's going on now, is that we incarnate to experience all of this at this time on a soul or higher dimensional level. Um, our higher selves or our souls knew that this transformation was going to take place and that's why um, we incarnate at this time I mean I'm open to that idea I just don't know I think sometimes we can fall into again these sort of absolutes and it's like well you know check me out I incarnate during this time because I'm special you know what I mean It's like I I wouldn't for myself I wouldn't go so far as to say that I don't know because that can come across as being a little bit I don't know, a little bit arrogant, uh, and it doesn't really fit the mold of of being meek. And, and again, not that you know, not that I'm, um, not that I'm saying you know, uh, uh, anything that there's a, a weakness to being meek at all. Anyway, um, yeah, I just wanted to share that because that's something that came to me. I hope it's kind of like a useful thing for you guys. To consider if you are kind of like struggling at this time, if you're finding it hard to relate to people around you, which we all experienced during uh, COVID, with with uh, with added intensity. And of course, just lastly on this idea of um, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. This also relate relates to um, the book that I spoke about um, recently uh, on my sister show, Discerning Consciousness Podcast, and that's. Um, butterflies are are free to fly and this this whole idea I shared um, I think it was yeah chapter one from the book on a particular episode or the audio book I should say how we are now we are now emerging you know from our cocoons those of us who are transforming those of us who are evolving and we are now in you know we're removing ourselves slowly and steadily from the cocoon stage um into um into the into the butterfly mode and you know as the book says uh, butterflies are are free to fly but it's quite difficult because we're just we're only we're only just emerging at this time and we're still and we're still kind of um living in a world of um sort of like very very low awareness if if you will Um, and we're living in in a world where we're still encouraged to sort of bury our trauma we're living in a world we're encouraged to bury our emotional and psychological baggage anyway excuse me wind picking up again here in the forest um that moves me on just the last thing i want to cover uh in today's uh, episode seven of into the void and it's another regular feature i pick up on and that's just the sort of energies that i can feel uh at this time and what i want to pick up today is um something that i've noticed in my own personal life so it might be true for you guys as well i suspect it is and this i think can explain why there's so much you might have noticed it when you go out you hear people just feel agitated there's this sense in which things are speeding up people are finding it harder to deal with their problems and troubles in life so people seem to be at one another's throats and more and more i'm hearing from my own anecdotal evidence troubles in relationships p- people splitting up and and just general uh, generally just seems to be a lot more intolerance a lot more disharmony within society now i think that's, as I've spoken about before, that's generally part of this whole shake-up that we're going through. And I think part of the increased friction, aggression and anger between people and towards one another, which on a material level is, is a great shame, on a kind of cosmic higher level, it's all just part of a transition towards, uh, towards more truth uh, and wholeness. But i think what what is happening is if i could just try and drill this process down in a very short summary here at the end of this episode is from my own experience issues or that i've wanted to turn away from perhaps feelings towards a loved one a family member or a friend or resentments that i might have towards specific individuals I feel that it was once a lot easier to bury, as I was speaking about um, last week, I believe at the beginning of last week's episode, where I was talking about resentment being the cause of a lot of problems in the world, which obviously it is. I believe it was once easier to bury those uh, resentments and our pain and the resentment, sorry, that we might have towards uh, anger uh, as well, towards other people. I feel that because of the verified or rarefied I should say, atmosphere that we're in at the moment and everything being shaken up. All of these um, kind of psycho- psychological aspect, if you will, is just coming to the surface. And that's why we're seeing a lot of the anger, because it, it's coming to the surface to be processed. And I know from my own perspective, it's, it is, it's, it's, really, it's really challenging. And, and that's why society at large seems to be falling apart. Uh, because this is this is the same for everyone. If you're walking this planet, then you're experiencing this increased intensity right now, and and it means that we really um, have no choice but to deal to deal with our pain, to deal to deal with our to deal with our trauma, as I've said about before. Because we just in the past we just we can no, we can no longer we can no longer bury it, and that's why out there in the material world. We are going to see, you know, more and more conflict. We are going to see in the political, economic sphere, in and also with regards to social problems uh, like, um, you know, drug issues and social breakdown in urban metropolitan areas. We're going to see more and more drive towards simple solutions, towards, towards um, su- solutions that are based around not looking at consciousness but just look at around blaming and etc etc uh, you know until as I've said before until we reach a point where it's obvious to everyone that that old approach is no longer going to work this thing just has to play out unfortunately and, uh, and at times it's going to be tra- quite traumatic to view anyway I just wanted to end today's um, particular uh, into the void episode with, with my thoughts on uh, terms of the energetic update anyway thank you all uh once again for tuning in uh to uh the latest episode today uh i hope you are all uh, are doing well and i will speak to you all again very soon bye bye for now